55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up? <clears throat> Welcome in on a Monday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Welcome into the new year. I know we've already had shows, but we're still wishing everybody a happy new year. Um, somebody a couple of years ago told me that I was way too old to wear my hat backwards, Roger. So I've begun today's show with my hat backwards. <laughs> I'm holding it off. You know, if I want to wear it backwards, I'm just going to do it. You're just a contrarian. And that's what it is. Yeah, that's it, man. I'm a real rebel. You know, I, I'm a rule breaker. I just listen. You know, I, I, how many times have I sat through the intro, right? Yeah. But so when you made that, when they when the guy scored the touchdown, there was 25 seconds left on the whole game clock. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. So that was a, oh, yeah. So then you were kind of like a big hero. You yeah, right. Came, well, that's yeah. I was that day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never really appreciated it. So, all right. Yeah, it was at? right at the end of the game. It sure was. Good times, man. Good times. And now it was over 20 years ago. Hmm. Dang it. All right. Welcome into the show. The Farm Bureau Studio uh, starting the week off right with you in the Farm Bureau Studio. Go! The home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents. Competitive rates. Fast service, friendly service, that's what you get at Farm Bureau. Deal with your hometown hero, your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Available to you in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you because of C Spire here on the show. Now, why don't we just open it up to you to begin with? Because, look, I could come in here and I could tell you where to start. And this is one of those days where there's not like a certain topic that is the bullseye for you on this on this Monday. It's like bunch of bullseyes. And look, that's it, Roger. I mean, it's the it's the whole side of the barn, and all we have to do is hit it because there's all kinds of stuff up there. It's like pin the tail on the donkey, put on a blindfold, and and you're going to hit something that people are talking about at some point. Um. Nick on the uh, text line at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. The number is 885-3776. That is a 601 number. says, please tell me that your bill of your hat isn't flat, too. No, it's not. It's uh, the old curved one, and I can't keep it curved enough. Uh, and, and it flattens itself out. I keep bending it, trying to curve it, but it keeps wanting to straighten out. I keep one flat bill, just, you know, for special occasion. But I'm with you on that. Get it, you get you get it between the, your two hands and the two thumbs. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, yeah. When I was in high school, we used to take our our hat, you know, our baseball hat cap for the baseball team, and we'd curl it up as much as we all the way together, stick it down in like a cup, and like let you it roll sit, the newspaper. Yeah, and let it sit there all all night long, you know, for several nights to get it kind of shaped the way that you wanted it. 
Yeah. So uh, hit me up on the text line like Nick did, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. You could also call me. I'd love to hear you. I'd actually prefer to hear your voice on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment, Madison & Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Here is the number, 995-1059. It is a 601 number, 995-1059. Call me. Do you have questions about Mississippi State's coaching search? I believe I'm in a position to answer them. The last time that we were on the air together, I really wasn't in a position to answer them. I feel like I'm in a position to answer them now. I have information. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've tried you, to say you it. You can actually share information, real info. Real info. Yeah, I've I tried to say it with straight face. It's Not true. Coach I, speak. Right. That's right. I do think they're getting closer and closer, obviously. Uh, still a little ways to go, some things going on, but I think we're going to know pretty soon who State's coach is. And uh, I think I even have a better clue today than I did last night. Last night, Roger, uh, we did a Facebook Live and Periscope Live, uh, a version, a special episode of the podcast. By the way, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. This radio show, it. I posted on iTunes. I posted on it's posted on Stitcher. Anywhere you get a podcast, it's just called the Matt Wyatt Show. That's what the name of this radio show is. And every now and then, if we need to do something and it's not from twelve to two. Then we'll do a special episode. We did that last night. Streamed it live on Facebook and Twitter. Lots of interaction. We had several thousand people watch on both platforms. I'm proud of that. We're getting there. Long way to go, but we're getting there. And um, so since then, I think I even have a better idea. So let's talk about it. Okay. Lots of your texts coming in. I'm going to get to those. Uh, I'm going to start off with Jay. Uh. Tony, Gatorman, Miko, Wes, everybody, I'm coming to you. But again, let me remind you, call me on the Divinity phone. It is 995-1059. If you're watching on the stream on Facebook or on Twitter, here are the numbers right over my shoulder. It's uh, all a 601 area code. That's why you see that. And so feel free to get in touch. Um, if you're commenting away and asking questions on Facebook, just give me about two minutes here. I'm going to get that pulled up, and then we'll be off and running. All right, so here we are. As of last night, I had a list of some names I was pretty confident were names of interest. Some of those I was pretty confident have been talked to during the coaching search. Others I had no idea if they'd been talked to, but I knew they were names of interest, meaning there were people that might want to talk to them, like Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. And as I told you last night, he seemed to be like a name of interest early on, but I had no idea whether or not he was interested at all. Talked to some folks today, and they seem to think that, you know, family situation for him and kids and different stuff probably necessitates uh, that he stays where he is right now. There's some of that. But as we get into this, um, I think you're going to see that there are several names that they just seem to be kind of elevating in, in, in terms of all the smoke emanating from the coaching search and the media covering it and that kind of thing. So let's get into it right now. Enough of the intro. First up, Jay in Baltimore on the text line at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Jay says, what will Moorhead and Matt Luke be remembered for? 
He said, unfortunately, I believe the miss for Luke and Joe Moorhead for the eye gate that led to an embarrassing bowl game loss. Uh, Jay, I think you're right. Now, if you're listening and I'm missing something or we're missing something, let us know. But I think Jay's right on this. You know, if you look back at Luke's tenure, it's going to be the way the Egg Bowl ended, the peeing it away, so to speak, by Elijah Moore. That's what people are going to remember. And, you know, people are going to look back at the Joe Moorhead deal. And sure enough, the linebacker knocking out the quarterback and breaking his eye and making him miss the bowl game is going to be kind of the lasting stamp on that tenure. It is. It's that's fair or unfair. I think that's true. By the way, I'm speaking to of out what I gate was, <laughs> I gate. Yeah. yeah, that's what that was. Speaking yeah. of Willie Gay, the linebacker who did the punching, uh, he's a draft eligible junior this year. Could come back for one more year if he wanted to, but he appear apparently has announced today that he is going to forego his last year and will enter the NFL draft. So Willie Gay, the Starkville native, moving on to the NFL, and he will be drafted. It's just a matter of where. Maybe think about the MMA if that doesn't work out. (laughs) Hey, we laugh, but football players have done that. Absolutely. Wrestling, Um, too. Bulldog Wes on the text line. It's kind of long, so I'm about to read his text. Okay, here we go. Matt, hearing lots of talk about possibilities for head coaches for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, but what about offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators out there? Because I believe that may just be as important, if not more important, than who we hire as head coach. I'm going to just stop it right there, uh, Wes, and tell you it's obviously important. But whomever you bring in as the head coach will determine who those OCs and DCs are. They do that hiring. They bring, quote, their staff, and it's all about who they know, who they trust, who they have a relationship with and can get hired to come in and coach. Okay? So that's what I'm saying. I mean, the head coach will come first, and then we'll see about coordinators after that. Bulldog Bo in Memphis. Matt, has Joe Brady been approached? If not, why? I believe Joe Brady has been approached, and I believe there have been conversations. That's all I can tell you about that. Miko says, Matt, I listened to your podcast last night. How serious of a candidate is Luke Fickle for State? After doing some checking around today, I don't think it's nearly as serious as some of the others. Maybe really as two particular candidates, and I'm going to tell you who those are. You're like, get to it. Well, okay. Um, Matt, uh, let's see, Miko, you say the guy's a recruiting machine and has done an outstanding job at Cincinnati. I think he would be a great hire. He has. He's had two 11-win seasons in a row at Cincinnati. He was at Ohio State before that. But I think this whole thing of having never even set foot really in the southeastern United States, uh, he spent his entire career in the state of Ohio, which is his home state, by the way, um, might be what's and, – and he's had, I think, some frustration of not getting looks by bigger jobs, but I think that's part of it. At some point he's going to have to branch out, and I'm not sure this is the right time for it. At, at least at this point, I'm not, I don't know how high on the list he is. I just know early on he was a name of interest probably that people wanted to talk to. Gatorman says, um, just put a rubber band around it a couple times, get it where you want, and let it sit there overnight. Talking about my hat. A rubber band around the bill, get it where you want, and then let it sit there. So it's all about the number of rubber bands to get the bill of your hat like you want. That's good advice, Gatorman. I already you you need to do do just that, but it needs to be wet. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. This is a good jumping off point. If you're just tuning in, 
Now is the time to perk up. Do like the do like a good pup. Stick your ears up straight. That's what I do. I got big enough ears that when I want to listen, I stick them up straight, <laughs> like a dog that goes. <laughs> so listen to this. Tony Joe on the text line says, "Let's hire Sark. He has the experience." I went no, the through S this. on the end of that. There's what an S on the end of the S on the end of that makes it funny to me. What? He has the experiences. Oh, <laughs> boy, has he? He really has. Okay, he's kind of been through it. Been through the ringer. We went through this last night. Steve Sarkeesian, assistant coach, Alabama offensive coordinator, obviously. This past year, his first year as OC at Alabama. But we know the story. Played at BYU, was a good player at BYU, jumped into the coaching ranks, and early on in his coaching career, found himself as the QB coach on those Pete Carroll teams at USC. Who else was on those staffs? Ed Orgeron and Lane Kiffin. So... That, as it did all those guys, it catapults them. All those national championships and teams under Pete Carroll, it catapults them all into big-time coaching candidates. And so he jumps into the NFL for a year. I I presume that was with Lane Kiffin. Uh, Coached at USC for a couple of years again. And then became assistant head coach, offensive coordinator for a couple of years, and then got hired as the head coach at Washington. Now, as the head coach at Washington, his first year they won like four games, and then it was – Seven wins, seven wins, seven wins, seven wins. Like every year they won seven games at Washington. His last year they won eight, but it was a bowl win, but he didn't coach the bowl game as I understand it. So every year it was a seven-win team at Washington when he was the head coach, and then he became the head coach at USC. And we know that they won nine games his first year at USC. Then his second year they were a three-and-two team when he was let go because of a drinking problem and things that had emerged. He had to go basically reroute his life and rehabilitate. Okay, and so – after that is when he popped up at Alabama, kind of what Saban has done with a lot of coaches, kind of the rehabilitation thing, and popped up at Alabama. That led him to then being the offensive coordinator for the Falcons for two years. Now he's back at Alabama as the offensive coordinator. That's Steve Sarkeesian. Yes, been around the block, going to know how to run you know, a Division One program because he's done it before. And so I, I believe just you know talking to sources, um, which I've got good ones, that as of today, here on the 6th of January, I feel pretty confident in saying that it seems like, you know, Sarkeesian, a legitimate candidate uh, for the head coaching job. Legitimate. I also believe, and I think some of y'all are bringing this up. I'm going to, I see it already all over the text line. I know I'm not reading them, and I will. But I also believe that Joe Judge, the New England Patriots assistant coach, is is also a leading candidate, maybe the leading candidate, but definitely along with a guy like Sark and another, a, a leading candidate for this job. Um, there are some things about Joe Judge that probably make him the leader in the clubhouse as of this morning. Now, with that said, Joe Judge, you know, he's running practices for the Patriots, basically, in his role. He's been with the Patriots for a long time. Prior to that, he's on the staff with Nick Saban in Alabama. He's a former Mississippi State player, very highly thought of. Today, he is interviewing for the head coaching job for the New York Giants, according to reports, teams that cover the Giants. In the NFL, it's different. They just report who they're interviewing. 
He is one of three guys, according to reports, who today are in New York interviewing with the New York Giants for their head coaching job. Joe Judge is one. Matt Rule, the head coach of Baylor, is the other. And the third is Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, interviewing with the Giants. So two Patriots assistants and one college coach today interviewing with the Giants. Joe Judge is one of those. Now, if the Giants were to go, man, we thought we were going to want to hire one of these other two, but we want to hire this guy. He probably takes a Giants head coaching job. (laughs) So today is important. But I believe that if Joe Judge doesn't land the New York Giants job today, and I don't know what's in his heart. I hadn't talked to him. But I believe he comes out of that still available. There's a very good chance that he could be Mississippi State's next coach. We don't know it. And and it's still not complete because I think there's also an equally good chance that a guy like Sarkeesian could be your next coach. This is Matt talking and not anybody else. Pin it on me. And, and I'm just giving you opinion on this stuff. So what do you want to know about Joe Judge? What do you want to know about Sarkeesian in terms of my opinion on some of those things? Feel free to ask. All right, Joey is hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line as we speak. What's up, Joey? Hey, man, I'm I'm just curious, just for fun, why, why Mike Leach's name is tossed around for this job. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why I think it is, Joey. And it's because probably... Probably, I don't know this, I haven't talked to anyone about it, so I'm speculating. But I think it's probably because his style of offense has always been air it out, fun and gun, which has a finesse, um, feel, and connotation to it. Okay, outside of the personality of Mike Leach, outside of the fact that he got Texas Tech, the number two in the country, all this, I think it's the fact that there's this idea that it's a finesse style of offense, and it work in the Pac-12. It'll work in the Big 12. Uh, but is are you going to come into a place like State and just in all of a sudden snap your fingers and spring a little magic dust and year one and year two start throwing for 400 yards a ball game and just throw it all over the SEC? See, a lot of people believe that's not possible, and I don't believe it's possible either. Am I wrong? I, it, it may not be, but I think, I, I just feel like the guy's evolved enough that, I mean, he, he knows if you got, you got talented running backs there that can run the football, you know, you can run the football out the spread. So you see a whole lot of that now. I think he's a, I just think he can do what he needs to do, but I, I don't think the guys are, you know, you say finesse, I agree. Those things are true. Yeah. But I also don't think he's a one trick pony. I think very adaptable. Uh, that may come. That that may come with for the fact that he's a very successful lawyer, and yeah. he'll run over and he, I mean, you know, he teaches courses for free. So right. he, he <laughs> obviously loves to share that knowledge with people. Mm-hmm. And I know he makes millions of dollars. So what's it? But you know, he could get adjunct professor pay, which you know, with your closeness to the university, that's not bad money. But he doesn't <laughs> take it. Well, in retirement, so, right? Also, in your, in you know, your yeah, building yeah, retirement. Exactly. But, but he doesn't do that. So it just to me is character. I I think he would be fun and fascinating and electrify a fan base. Um, 
these other names are obviously successful coaches that have experience. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of the the Sarkeesian. I'm I'm kind of with with uh, what's the producer's name there? Um, experience. You know that guy. Uh, we 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 better be careful. We you know hiring folks with baggage. Um, yeah. might might be a little careful. And I know that's a long time behind it. And I'm a firm believer in in time proves things. For you know, if you step on my feet every day for a year, and then you stop and you don't, my, my toes don't feel you for ten years. I'm pretty sure you're through stepping on feet. Yeah. So. But but then again, why hire those people if you don't necessarily have to? So yeah. Um, but in, in Mike Leach has got a little baggage. He said he followed protocol, but he got run off anyway. So that's right. Um, um Joey, but, I appreciate the call, but, buddy. As always, thank you. Call me anytime. Uh, tip of the cap to everybody on Facebook hanging in there because I just now plugged the audio cable in. <laughs> I pulled one of my tricks. I did, Roger. I pulled a. <laughs> Hey, we can all make mistakes in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and live through right. it. Yeah, people, poor people on Facebook were like, we can't hear anything. All right, I got it plugged in there now. You can hear it. Sorry about that. That Giants so, job is one of the highest paying jobs in the NFL. It's like $7 million. Wow. Well, so We're going to have to pay somebody. Yeah, right. Keep on. So I think that's very important, uh, but we'll see what happens next. So on the subject of Steve Sarkeesian, on the st- subject of Joe Judge... And maybe a guy like Todd Grantham. Let's talk about those three coming up next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Live in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service, that's what you get at Farm Bureau. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Now, I told you about this at the end of last week. I want to make sure you are aware. This is really neat. It's new. It is cool. It's innovative. I'm not sure I've seen or heard anything like this. It's something C Spire is offering. And it's a time of the year where you may really want to take advantage of it. And I'm not, this isn't getting a new phone. It's called the C Spire Health app. You can check it out, learn more, cspirehealth.com. It is an app from C Spire that you put on your phone. Download it, click, open up, and then sign up. And when you are sick, we're talking minor health issues, minor ailments. We're not talking about the major stuff. If you've broken your leg, go to the emergency room. But minor health issues with the C Spire Health app, instead of for something minor, you know, getting in your car and driving 45 minutes and going and sitting in the doctor's office for an hour, or worse, just going into the emergency room because you don't know what else to do, they tell you that about 70% of emergency room visits are unnecessary. You will open this app. And when you are enrolled, signed up, you will click it and you will be video chatting, video conferencing with a medical professional at University Medical Center in Jackson. 
nurse practitioner, someone along those lines. You will be video chatting live with a medical professional at UMC via the app. For C Spire customers, it's a copay of $29 for a visit. And many times for something minor, they can help you right there in that video chat, tell you what you need to do, where you need to go, if you need to go, and oftentimes even prescribe what you need without you ever even going anywhere. You just do it on your phone. It is really, really incredible. Check it out. Yeah. C Spire Health app. Go to cspirehealth.com. How about that, Roger? Well, that's uh, putting access to health care in your hand. It that's is. Good. And imagine that it's going to really appeal to the, uh, the millennials who may not even you know, necessarily have good insurance. That, right. That time between they go off their parents or whatever. I don't think you have to have it anymore, right? So Right. So perfect. Yeah. It is perfect. Hog Jowl on the text line says, for my, hat, for my hat, he says, dampen the bill and wrap uh, to the desired shape with a rubber band. When it dries, the bill will be perfect and retain its shape. Thank you for the advice. I just might do that. I kind of got this one where I want it, though. This is my denim hat from Divini. See my Kubota hat? There's denim on the front, mesh on the back. I kind of have it where I want it. Trucker hat, I think. Trucker hat. Ryan, real quick on the text line, Ryan says, Matt, does the short length of time in which Moorhead got at Mississippi State make the MSU job less desirable? Uh, there probably does. It probably is true for some candidates. There may be some candidates who look at it and go, well, that's not for me because He's of that. Who paid. knows? He's getting paid. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. Um, but to reiterate, if you're just tuning in, if you're watching on Facebook or Periscope, wherever you're listening, if you're just tuning in, a little more information, smoke billowing today. It seems to me, I, I, again, I'm just kind of reading the leaves and gathering with certain conversations. I think you may be looking at guys like uh, maybe a group of Sarkeesian, Joe Judge, and maybe a third like a Todd Grantham who seem to have elevated in this search after talks and that kind of thing. We went over the resume of Sarkeesian. But I can be honest, I'm really, really intrigued by Joe Judge. Let me just tell you real quick, and then I'm coming to the phone line. Joe obviously played at Mississippi State. But coming out of high school, he's from Pennsylvania. Coming out of high school, Joe Judge applied to three colleges. Now I know Joe. I haven't seen him in a long time. The last time I saw him and talked to him was probably when he was a GA at Mississippi State over 10 years ago. I told you we played in a golf tournament together once. I remember we were on the same scramble team. Great guy. But he's got that look in his eye, okay, what you're kind of looking for. And But anyway, he applied to three schools coming out of high school. The Naval Academy, to which he was accepted. Harvard, to which he was accepted. And Mississippi State, because Jackie Sherrill gave him the opportunity to walk onto the football team to be a deep snapper. And he wanted to play football, so he went to Mississippi State. And then you look at his ascent in terms of coaching. Um, obviously spent time at Alabama with uh, on Nick Saban's staff. You do a little research and regardless of what his job title was, I think it was some type of assistant coach, whatever, but he was basically running the special teams for those three uh, Nick Saban teams that he coached for, two of which won national championships. 
Remember the Javier Arenas return game they had those years? That's Joe coaching that unit. Um, and then he goes to the Patriots. And to where he's elevated to a point of he's kind of been the Patriots disciplinarian. He's kind of been the guy running their practices. He's kind of been Bill Belichick's right-hand man. And if you're on a coaching search, imagine sitting down and spending 45 minutes with Bill Belichick and and him telling you how great this guy is. <laughs> um, I think it's really, really intriguing, and I think he's impressive. There's another thing about Joe, and that is he's not only coached in the SEC as an assistant, recruited in the SEC as an assistant, played in it, but has spent some time in Starkville. Is coaching at State and living in Starkville and recruiting to Starkville the same as other places around the league? No, in some ways. Some good, some bad, but no, it's different. So there's some awareness there also. You know, and you got a guy like Jackie Sherrill and others who are really behind him. You got former players who are really behind him getting the job. You know, the the you know, guys you're watching play in the NFL playoffs who are really behind Joe Judge getting this job. So I think there's a lot of momentum for Joe. And like I say, having met him, I can tell you this with great certainty. You know, the character aspect, the toughness aspect, the gotta have a little meanness aspect. Those boxes are checked off automatically. You don't even have to ask twice. And I like that. Okay, uh, Jay in Baltimore on the phone. Jay, what's up? Well, you're doing. A, you're certainly doing a good job of getting me excited on Joe Judge. But I did have a question on Nape here. Look, I'm not saying he is the right pick. I'm not saying that Mississippi State's the greatest job in the country. But help me understand how a guy supposedly making 900k could turn down a job making over three million. Yeah. Look, there's no guarantee he has a winning season next year. I can promise you. I won't let Matt Wyatt turn down a job to broadcast the Super Bowl next year. This is a huge <laughs> step up for him. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Well, Jay, here's the thing. Billy Napier is a heck of a coach, and he's absolutely somebody that, you know, State, I think, wanted to begin the process of going through the interview stuff with. But I think there's also a lot of it that kind of got blown out of proportion with him. Me, personally, I don't have anything against him at all, and I think he's a really good coach. But me personally, I didn't understand this how this ball with the snowball got rolling down the hill with him. Because you, every candidate that's on the list, you could shoot holes in it, Jay, including Napier. Because, I mean, I'm sitting there looking at it from the beginning going, I mean, he's a good coach, but the last two years, State couldn't on offense, yet they blew his teams out. You know, he's been to a couple, he's won a lot of games there, but he's in the Sun Belt. You know, he's been to bowl games. Yeah, he's been to bowl games, but he's lost them. I mean, we can shoot hole you could shoot holes in his resume just like you could the other guys, and I never really understood why everybody just took it and ran with it without questioning it. That's all I'm saying. Does that make any sense? We got the music playing, Jay, so I gotta split, so I hope that makes sense for you. It does. I appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, thank you. And I and I appreciate you hanging on as long as you did. And Bernard, if you can hang on for me, I appreciate that. We'll get to you next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
<laughs> back on the show. Live in the studio, the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. I will not make Bernard hang on one more second. He's been patiently waiting for many, 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 many minutes, and I appreciate that. On the Divinity phone, what's up, Bernard? Hey, good afternoon, man. How's it going? Great. Thank you for calling. Thanks for hanging on. No problem, Roger. You no, know, I'm about used to it in a way. <laughs> uh, Two part question. Now, as I said, as a former player, do you think that it is hurting the morale of the program the way that they change coaches at times? Mm. And the other part said, whatever happened to the Eddie Robinsons, the Joe Paterno, and uh, Bobby Bound contract? Okay. Let's see. So, Paterno. You're saying whatever happened to their contracts? Yeah, those style of contracts, they've been at those schools oh, for like 15, I see what you mean. 15, yeah. 20 plus years. That is a great question, Bernard. And look, it just feels like we're in an era that is so much different than the era in which those guys coached for all those years. You know, this whole sport of college football – has become the mini NFL. And as popular as it was, and we can say back in the day, but like when we were young, in the in the 80s and 90s, look, in 1990, I was in the eighth grade. It's the first year I ever played football, and I got interested in football in 1990, and I started paying attention to SEC games. And in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, they had a good team in 90. The stadium in Tuscaloosa sat about 50,000 people in 1990. You know, coaches were making, uh, I don't know, $150,000, $200,000 a year. When I played at Mississippi State in the late 90s, Jackie Sherrill's on-the-book salary was $350,000. You know, you're paying a strength coach that now, or you're paying him more. So the thing has gotten so inflated as compared to when Bobby Bowden coached for, I mean, he for 40 years or whatever it was, Paterno, Eddie Robinson, everything's so inflated now that the pressure is inflated and it's more cutthroat. And, you know, if you're at a place and you're going to take a, a job and you're getting a three and a half, four and a half million dollar paycheck, well, if you don't do a very good job, they're going to give that four and a half million dollars to somebody else and let them try. And that's just because the pressure, there's more pressure than there's ever been. That's the best answer I have for you on that, Bernard. Yeah, that, that is something I said. As I said, um, I don't know Coach Moorhead. He wasn't given a, a good opportunity. I don't know what it was. No, the fans didn't like him or the, the, the alumni didn't like him. Yeah. Putting pressure on Coaching and he had to make the decision. Like I said he was given two years to try to make something. Even though on paper he had a good team. It probably wasn't his system. Yeah, Bernard, this is what I would say to you is there's a lot of sense in what you're saying. But I disagree with it on on this, okay? And that is he, he took a program in the best shape that it's ever been handed to a new coach with momentum, okay, with momentum at a time in history where – Little old Mississippi State, there is no shortage of exposure. There is no shortage of recruiting budget. That school can pay anybody what it wants to pay them, frankly. Can they pay them as much as Alabama? No, but they got plenty of money, and that's not always been the case. And he did have a good team. 
with a historic three first-rounders on one side of the ball. And they won eight games because of those three first-rounders on that side of the ball. But if they didn't have them, how many games would they have won with that offense? So they went from very good on offense the year before to couldn't throw one in the ocean and did it for two years. I would say this. This sounds harsh. They were well below acceptable on offense for two straight years. And that's why he was hired, is to be an offensive coach. That's not why you fire somebody. But on top of that, discipline issues. On top of that, issues in you know a thing or two said about the fan base in a press conference. On top of that, players hurting themselves in fights. On top of that, a strength and conditioning program that was not up to par, poor decisions there. And on top of all of it, on top of all of it, because of all those things combined, the fan base had gotten to a point after two years, they weren't going to buy tickets. They were out. 95% of them were out, not going to watch it anymore, had seen enough. And at this level, because of the budget, because the money is there, the school simply can't sit on its hands. And that's where we are. Bernard, thank you so much for your call. Call me anytime. All right. Adam listening in Gulf Shores. What's it like on the beach today, Adam? It's uh, sunny and 75. What's it like in Tupelo, brother? Man, I'm not even going to tell you what it's like here. Well, it's it's sunny, but it's not 75 degrees. How about that? <laughs> that's why I wear jackets. <laughs> anyway. Now, I got a question for you. Why in the world are we not talking to Mark Hutch? Because he knows this program. He knows the recruiting base. He knows most of the players. He knows our facilities. I mean, he's from the area. He's won everywhere he's ever been. He, he doesn't have any baggage. I mean, why aren't we at least talking to the guy? Yeah, Adam, I don't really know the answer to that. I, I just think there are, you know, if you've got, if you've got three or four candidates who you like better, who are also interested in you, you basically play it out with those three or four before going to the next group. And I just think Mark's probably in that next group for whatever reason. You know, of course, he's coaching at Austin P. But but look, I will I mean, tell you this. I, this year. Well, I will agree with you that Mark Hudspeth can flat-out coach. He's, he's, a little bit, he's a little bit like Bill Clark in that everywhere he's gone, he's elevated it immediately. Okay, he does know Mississippi. He can recruit here. He does know the coaches. And they will be tough and physical. So I have a lot of confidence in Mark Hudspeth. You know, and if the search goes on a little while, it may get get to that point. It's just not there right now. Adam, I appreciate your call. Thank you, buddy. One more thing. Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah, real quick. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Go quick. Do you think they're going to retain Tony Hughes in any way? And I'll hang up. They're going to do everything they can to. He is important. He is important for the culture. He's important for the relationships with players. He's important for recruiting. Most importantly, I already said it, he's important for your culture. He's just a guy that if you can have him in your locker room, you got to have him in there. So they're going to do everything they can to keep him. Let's see here. All right, on the text line, 885-ESPN. Let's see, what does this say? It's something about Judge, but I don't understand what the conversation is. 
Uh, so sorry for, for wasting your time on that one. We have somebody texting the show that calls themselves Joe Pesci. I don't think it's a real one, but maybe it's another Joe Pesci. He says, I hope we get Joe Judge. I bet he could hire a good offensive coordinator out of the NFL, then get a good defensive coordinator that can recruit. He says, I don't trust Gene Chizik. I actually think whoever hires Gene Chizik is probably going to get a really good Gene Chizik. It's just it's hard to hand the SEC program over to him just like on the drop of a hat without interviewing and going through it with other people after he's been out of coaching for a few years. And hasn't been a head coach in a while, and it sort of ended unceremoniously with Auburn. And and he was on the other side of the Cam Newton thing and all that. So I think it's a little tough. J.R. says, this says in regards to Willie, I hope he doesn't expect a warm welcome home when he returns to Starkville after his NFL career. He made no effort to reconcile or redeem his legacy at MSU. J.R., I don't really even know what any of that means, and I couldn't disagree more. A uh, ghost texter says, at our school, we all cut out that stiff white back. Oh, okay, so we're talking about hats. We cut out the stiff white backing behind the logo out of the hat. I can't stand a hat that sits on your head like a half can of biscuits. <laughs> like this. Like sitting up there like Papa. I like it. I do that every now and then. My wife tells me it looks silly when I, gotta I do check that. Out, I got to check out the Facebook. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, Ghost Texture says, I heard Judge as a name has named a few names for assistance if he gets the job. Well, I'm sure he has. The, the interview process, as all these guys will say, okay, this is what I'm going to do on offense. This is who I'm going to bring. This is who my staff will be. This is what I'm going to do on defense. This is who my staff will be. They answer all those questions and that kind of thing. JR says, hey, Matt, any chance Luke Fickle from Cincinnati gets a look? I think certainly early on, definitely he was a name on the list. Uh, it doesn't sound like it has progressed with a whole lot of interest, um, you know, to this point. But I know early on, just because of his resume, he's a guy you start a coaching search, he's going to get a look. Uh, and he's a guy who's going to want to get some big-time looks in Power 5 uh, with the su- uh, success that he's having at Cincinnati to uh, 11 win seasons back-to-back. Bulldog Barney says, so you believe that the Napier decline is the real deal or just coach speak due to the bowl game? He's out. That's what I believe. Take him at his word. I mean, I, I I don't understand this fascination that the fan base has with trying to will the Billy Napier thing into happening. I, I don't I don't get it. He came out, he said, Yeah, I'm not a candidate for that job. I mean, what else do you have to say? <laughs> well, people think he might be sabining. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's hard to predict that somebody is lying in that situation, though. It really is. On the text line, if you, Matt Wyatt, were the AD, who would be your top two to three candidates for this job? Well, I can tell you Joe Judge would be one of the top three for sure. I probably would have Bill Clark at UAB in my top three, too. I'd be talking to him right now. Man, there's a million reasons why I'm not the AD. (laughs) Stick around.